Welcome to The Fully Lived Life, a podcast for those who are longing to pursue the full life and want to break free from anything that holds them back. Listen in as two friends, a psychologist, Dr. Mary, and a life coach, Jillian, talk about life, love, and purpose through the lens of faith, science, psychology, and life experiences. Well, good morning, Mary. Good morning, Jillian. I'm giggling today. I know. I know. You're always laughing. Well, not always, but I'm giggling today because um, we're going to talk about (laughs) something that I'm actually suffering from right now. Yes. And I kind of have to laugh at the irony of Uh, us doing a podcast about this. I know. Well, what's, (laughs) what's so hilarious is that as we were talking about it, we're kind of going... What, 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 what did I just say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, listeners, the topic today is brain fog. <laughs> so we'll dive into that in a second. But I do want to give a shout out because the other week I was on a Zoom call with a group of great women all across Canada. And one of the women named Andrea said that our podcast was one of her favorites. And she said she's a podcast junkie. Wow. So, Andrea... We love you. We love you. And we're just appreciating your feedback. Thank you so much. It's really great to hear feedback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it continues to surprise me because here you and I are just showing up and having these conversations. And these conversations are so helpful to to me. Like I, it's making me think, it's giving me a chance to process it. So I love that we get to invite other people to listen in and uh, please keep sending us your feedback. Yeah, we'd love it. Questions, even topics that you'd like us to tackle. Um, that really helps. I mean, we're kind of talking as we're experiencing life. <laughs> we're, we're really, it's, the podcast is really for us. Yeah, just exactly. Get Let's get Grab honest. a coffee and listen into our inner world. Really, that's what's happening. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to dive into brain fog and tell you a little bit about that. And I hope um, that you will relate to this because this is what we're going through and we've been blaming it on our age and getting older and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's part of it. It is part of it. But at the same time, I hope that you will benefit from this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So right now, brain fog, um, this is what happened yesterday. So I'm talking to Mary and I'm telling her about, you know, my husband having to, you know, try and get an appointment about his knee and I could not come up with the name. And I'm like, you know, the bone doctor, that bone doctor guy. (laughs) And uh, she's like the orthopedic guy. I go, yeah, that's the guy. And for the life of me, I could not get the word orthopedic out. Oh, I don't know how many conversations you and I have had where I'll start it and I'll look at you. You'll look at me blankly for a little bit because I'll say that that thingy or whatever. I know. But the good thing is you often are able to track <laughs> with what I'm saying and you come up with the word and vice versa. So like, this is why you need a best friend because they will fill in the blanks. For yeah, you. we need like, yeah, <laughs> shared brain. Yes. <laughs> Between us, we're good. Yeah. Anyway, COVID has created this barrage of sort of daily health anxieties. Yes. And we're we really have to recognize that we are feeling the effects of a global crisis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, this isn't just our little home and our little neighborhood and our little community. This is big. And no wonder um, we have a lack of kind of reserves that way. Yeah. Um, And we've also been experiencing some very strong feelings and maybe anger and frustration and um, sort of a stirring in our spirit about racial injustice. yes. Uh, We've been watching the protests over this past summer Mm -hmm. and then the election stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the 
carrot gets dangled about the vaccine and then it gets pulled back and there's mm-hmm. all this talk about you know when the whens and whys and all that and, and then, it's a and lot so that parents like school's oh. on school's not school's on school's not it's just like you can't even predict this is happening. right yes. there's no ability to predict and plan mm-hmm. um so our brains are sort of on overdrive right now yeah not only do we have the day-to-day stuff yeah you know, as my sister calls it, the miracle in the kitchen, like mm-hmm. what's for dinner tonight, which mm-hmm. is a major decision for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, but we're dealing with all of that. Yeah. So, you know, Mary, you know a lot about the limbic system and how executive functioning gets affected during times of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, can you maybe walk us through a little bit of the clinical side of that? Sure. Um, and I would say too, I mean, stress is part of life and stress can be good for us. Yes. Um, it can ignite action and change and all sorts of great things, but the, um, on, the only good stress is short-term stress. And hello, this is not short-term. So when you experience a stressful event, our bodies and our brains are wonderfully created to help us process through the stress. So the amygdala, which is part of the limbic system, gets um, um, activated and it sends this distress signal to the brain to kind of go, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to manage this? And what people will be familiar with is the fight or flight response. It's right. kind of part of our survival mechanism. And it leads to, it helps our body kind of gear itself up with, you know, uh, our heart rate increases, our senses are heightened. We have a more uh, oxygen going, adrenaline rushes through our body. It's great from the standpoint of how do we deal with stress on a short term. Um, we get this, this uh, hormone called cortisol that's released and that helps to restore energy. All that to say is when the stressful event is over, that cortisol level is supposed to drop and our body returns to this nice sort of balanced state. Um, but what happens in the long term? Well, cortisol in the long term does lead to our brain having trouble functioning properly. Right. It's, like our, it's like our brain is on a steroid, on steroids, and it's just nonstop going. And the, the challenge is it's affecting our ability to think clearly, to remember things, that it's affecting our ability to even um, connect with others. So we can start to, to avoid being with people. It actually can, this is kind of a scary thought, but it can uh, shrink our prefrontal cortex, Ooh. which can, that's the part that affects our learning and um, kind of that executive function? Executive functioning. Yeah. Now, the good news is you can rebuild it. It's not like you can't. So mothers of teenage boys <laughs> yes. and pre, pre-adult boys, don't worry here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just to acknowledge that there are very real physiological changes happening to our brain. Right. And that it's not because we're just, you know, being like... Just earlier, right now, we were talking and you forgot something and you called yourself a jerk. I did. Yeah. And I was like, break that in Jesus' name. <laughs> because it's, it's the things that we say to ourselves when what's happening is a very natural physiological response to stress. And we have to say that it's normal. Yes. Like, yes. I'm not the, I'm not the um, one that's struggling with all of this. 
it is a normal reaction to this chronic stress that we're in. Right. And, you know, I love that scripture says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm -hmm. Like when I think of um, the body system, Mm -hmm. it's amazing. It is. It's incredible. The fact that if I see a bear on a hike, Mm -hmm. my, without even thinking about it, my body is already experiencing this right. fight or flight right. to get me to safety. Right. Like that's being fearfully and wonderfully mm-hmm. made. It is. And the way we are designed is really mm-hmm. like fabulous. Mm-hmm. But we were not designed to be in this constant chronic stress that's where right. there's no break. That's right. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's such an important thing to remember um, to give ourselves grace. Um, you know, we joke about the whole aging thing. And I think my expectations of myself are what it was like when I was in my 20s and 30s. And so aside from all the stress that's going on, my my body is not processing information at the same speed. Right. And so I'm forgetting things. And yeah, that's, but, then, but that's normal. I can remember my phone number yeah, that's from 30 true. years ago, which is <laughs> like the brain is a crazy machine. It is. It really is. It is anyway, pretty awesome, but it yes, really is a little bit crazy. Yeah. So in these times of high stress, you know, people are often thinking ahead and they're kind of worried about the future and there's sure. sort of some things that they're planning. Uh, but in times of ongoing stress, it adds this whole other layer. That's right. It does. Um, I heard a great quote. Uh, uh, one of my coaching clients shared it with me the other day. And this is a quote by Andy Crouch. Mm-hmm. The quote is, we have lost our ability to predict the future. Yep. The only thing we can do is promise how we will show up. That's right. And that I just had to have a repeat it because I was thinking, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I mean, last Easter, I imagined that I was thinking that, oh, we're going to miss this Easter with the family and our big, you know, brunch and our big hike. Mm-hmm. And this year, I mean, Easter's just a little bit away mm-hmm. and we're going to miss this one. Right. Well, last Easter, we thought by summer, surely things would go back to normal. So our... Our predictions about the future have been hijacked. Yeah. And that in itself is causing us this mm-hmm. um, this unsettled thing. Mm-hmm. So in this time, we've lost the ability to predict. It leaves us feeling really dysregulated, right? Yeah. Like, how do I actually feel about things? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been this research done by the Lifespan Brain Institute. Isn't that a great name? The yeah. Lifespan Brain Institute. Yes. <laughs> the researchers found that people are fairly altruistic. Mm. that we worry more about others getting COVID than we do about ourselves getting COVID. That's true. I would agree with that. So even as we people age, they still worry more about others than they worry about themselves. Yeah, actually, I've noticed that. Um, My father-in-law, he's well into his 80s, and he's always been a pretty sort of low-key kind of a guy, but he's worrying constantly now about all of his grandkids and he articulates it. He'll say, you know, he was talking to well, my niece because she she won this experience to drive a, um, a, a car and he, first words out of his mouth was, be careful yeah, yeah. <laughs> right away. Yeah. So we're showing up in our brains with worry for others. Yeah. And, and just, that's and another it's just, layer. It's yeah, and because it's global, yeah, it's not just our father-in-law. Mm-hmm. It's people in England. It's people in Italy. People in France that we're worried about too. Yeah. Um, so, so our brains are really busy. They're very busy. No wonder we're so overwhelmed. Yeah. And women 
worry more about COVID-related issues, apparently, other than finances, than men do. Mm. So women are sort of worried about the health side of it, yeah. and men are sort of spending their time worrying about the financial side of it. Right. And in terms of race, and because of the racial disparity of this virus, those who are more affected by rates of transmission were carrying more anxiety and depression, yet they're scoring higher resiliency. Well, that's interesting. Very interesting. Hmm. So, I mean, you can do a deep dive into this article. We'll put it in the notes below. So while this brain fog is pretty common, it's not a condition on its own. Right. But it can be a symptom of kind of several issues of anxiety and stress among them. Yeah. So if your brain is a computer, ongoing anxiety and stress are those kind of programs that run in the background and use up tons of memory and make everything else slow down. Well, that makes total sense. Right? I mean, when COVID first hit, we had this overt sense of stress. Right. But then it kind of goes into the background and this constant worry and anxiety just kind of sits there. And it's like a constancy in our life. It is. And so we don't notice it anymore until we start to notice these kinds of symptoms like brain fog. And then we beat ourselves up for forgetting something. Exactly. Yeah. So just as you said before about, um, you know, the fight or flight, during times of chronic stress, any additional resources we have are sort of deployed to transform this cognitive and sensory powers into like laser beams to yeah. search out danger. Yep. Like they're constantly scanning the horizon, right? Mm-hmm. So we're being hypervigilant. And we have to be like we're being told to be hypervigilant. Yes. So then the brain is actually on hypervigilance kind of all the time. Yeah. So anything that's of lesser importance, like the, like the miracle in the kitchen for dinner, right? Or the name of the bone doctor. The d- <laughs> gets kicked to the curb. (laughs) It's suppressed. Yeah. So our complex thinking skills like decision making and planning kind of go temporary offline. Right. That makes so much sense. Doesn't it? Yeah. And our window of tolerance also drops because we can only handle so much. Right. So you just need one more little piece of like something on the news about COVID and you're like, ah, can't handle anymore. The, or or even something like your car breaks down. Yes. Right? You just can't handle one more thing. Yeah. And you know what? Now that you mention it, um, we're doing some renovations at our place. And that additional stress, even though it's kind of happy stress in that it's moving towards like nice change. Right. Uh, I'm seeing in Peter and I so many things we're forgetting. Like, like I'll walk from one room to the other and I'll completely forget that I left the keys in the fridge. You know, like it's that... And there you go. Our window of tolerance has decreased even further with this additional stress of uh, renovations. And, you know, in the early um, stages of the pandemic, when we were sheltering in place, um, I think a lot of people thought, oh, this is great. I'm going to be at home more. I'm going to like dip into my creative side. I'm going to increase my productivity. I'm going to like, we we joked about it, like getting the closets cleared out and all this stuff. Yeah. But according to this um, clinical neuropsychologist, Molly Colvin, people that she's seeing in her practice are not experiencing this. I know. Okay, here's it. Here it goes. They're having trouble remembering if they fed the dog this morning. I know. If you have a lab in your house, you will never forget to feed the dog. <laughs> well, no, the problem is you'll, they'll cue you to feed them multiple times. This is what happens in our house. And they gain weight. I know. <laughs> so from an evolutionary perspective, Colvin writes, this stress response is extremely important in what you say is the fight or flight reactions when we have to make quick decisions for our life. 
but it comes so problematic when we're coping with the chronic stress that we have right mm, now. Yeah. So we were designed to have this in reserve, mm-hmm. not to live with it 24-7, right. 365. There is no reserve right. at this point. Yeah. So some of the fallout, and this is maybe what um, you listeners are experiencing, some of what we're experiencing, mm-hmm. is elusive sleep. Yeah. And we know we are hearing a lot about COVID and sleep-related mm-hmm. insomnia. Yeah. Muscle tightness. Mm-hmm. Well, that comes from kind of being in a state of stress all the time. Yeah. Like you're always like on oh, tense. Or even in your jaw, yes. right? Yeah. Difficulty concentrating. Yep. Mm-hmm. I called the bone doctor and this is what he said to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just had to throw that in there. Um, inattention to detail. Right? Like you left your keys on the fridge and you couldn't even remember that. Yeah. Uh, distractibility. Yeah. Low attention span. We're all tracking with this. Yeah. And incoming information is getting missed. Yeah. I'm totally noticing that. (laughs) So these are kind of the brain fog that roll in. You know, we all relate to fog when you're um, driving on a foggy road and you're missing all the sights uh, around you because all you can concentrate is in this heavy mist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't see anything else. Yeah. And that's really what's going on with us right now. Yeah. And I think when we put pressure on ourselves and we get angry at ourselves, we're actually layering on more fog. That's because right. Because we're triggering even more of a stress response when we get angry with ourselves. So, exactly. Yeah. That's a lot of what's going on now. So we might be making errors in our decision-making, and then we might be beating ourselves up about that. Yeah. We're getting stuck in old thinking patterns because we don't have the reserves to develop new thinking patterns. Right. right? Well, even as we were talking about this podcast, there's so (laughs) many things that we can do to walk people through strategies to manage this. Right. And we said, like, why would we give them 10 steps to dealing with this when they're dealing with brain fog? Yeah. So we had to correct ourselves there. (laughs) So in normal times, we kind of fall back on automatic patterns and behavior. Yeah. But since those have really been hijacked and we're upended. Yeah. Like, I think that's a really good word. We are upended. Mm-hmm. So listeners, if you're experiencing this, just know that this brain fog is actually protecting you. It's mm-hmm. a good thing. Yeah. I love that like, reframing. Yeah, I do yeah. too. Because me calling myself a jerk, like Jillian, what's happening right now with this brain fog is actually... Your fearfully and wonderfully made self protecting you. Yeah. It's a sign that what we're dealing with is not normal. Yeah. It helps us to focus on ourselves and our loved ones because Mm -hmm. we kind of have to, right? Yeah. We have to do the extra stages to keep ourselves and our loved ones safe. Mm -hmm. It also helps us from taking on too much and over-functioning because we don't have the margin. Yeah. Also, it allows for some cognitive resources to be, I love this. To be held in reserve just in case one of those fight or flight circumstances hits us. Right. So this brain fog is actually protecting us, not only in the meantime from taking on too much and burning out, but also in case there is another real threat against us right. that we need to dip into some right. reserves about. Exactly. And I've, I've mentioned this already, and, and this is what I've been talking to a lot of clients right now is... What can you do to create extra, extra margin? Not just one margin or two, but extra, extra margin. Because you you need to have that space, that bandwidth, because you're already just trying to cope with life and all the stress that's happening right now. So that when things happen that are unexpected, that you kind of need to gear up to be able to handle, you're able to 
to you have the resilience to be able to handle it. And you know, in financial terms, we always talk about having that mm-hmm. three six month reserve, right? Right, so you could handle sort of an That's emergency. Right. Well, we kind of need to look at that for our own physical bodies, our minds, and our souls. Absolutely. Like, like how much of a reserve do we actually have in store? Right. And I think that's the one thing that people are discovering through COVID is that we were living so much on the edge of life. Yes. That... Uh, there has to be changes. And that's one of the good things about COVID is that it's forced people to rethink how they're doing life and what are their priorities. And this is one of them. Like, I want to still be around in the future in a healthy state to to enjoy life. So what am I doing to ensure that I have that margin so that I'm coping okay? Fantastic. That's that's a really good word. Mm -hmm. So um, one woman said she would normally use the time when her kids went to bed to get things done. But because of this brain fog and mm-hmm. this current circumstance with stress, she's just vegging out on the couch and having a good cry every night. Yeah, awesome. That's I great. think that's fantastic yeah. too. Yeah. So there's how a would release you, in that. Yeah, there's so much release mm-hmm. because we are really holding on to so oh, much. So much. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And if we can just let it out mm-hmm. on a regular basis, yeah. it really helps us. Yeah. So what would you say... Um, would be the therapeutic tip for those who may be feeling kind of like us, that you are suffering from some of this fog. Yeah. And I think uh, my main message that I want people to hear is self-compassion. Yeah. And creating that extra, extra margin uh, for themselves and and all the self-care that comes with that. And making time for that, recognizing that your emotions are on edge or that you're struggling and and just be kind to yourself, be compassionate to yourself and to each other. Yes. And um, making the time to process through the emotions that we've talked about already in in several podcasts. Uh, Go back to those if you haven't listened to, because I think they're really important. And, um, you know, here are some things that I want you to ask yourself. So the next time you experience a moment of brain fog where you forget something, what are you saying to yourself? Yeah. Like what you just talked when you called yourself a jerk. Stella the lab brat at your service. That's right. So what are you saying to yourself? And then if you can reframe that and give yourself that moment of self-compassion, that would be awesome. And then also recognize that your body is saying something to you. So what is your body saying to you? Yeah. Your your body is actually very wise. It is. Wiser than me. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Don't ignore your body's signals. You can't keep doing that and have your body running well. So what is your body telling you and what does it need for you to care for your body? I think remembering back to that, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made and that the brain fog is actually protecting us Yeah. because our body wants to care for us. That's right. And stop pushing yourself. That's a great way of going, well, wow, my my body is doing its bit. Mm -hmm. I've got to do my bit too. I agree. To honor it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would say the life coaching tip is um, think of that woman who would normally be busy tidying up or doing some extra work or catching up on her work after the kids go to bed and she's vegging on the couch and having a good cry. Mm-hmm. Where's the safe place to process your emotions? Mm, yeah. You know, where do you go? Yeah. When you need a good cry. Yeah. In the shower. Uh, in the shower, yeah. in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, where do you go? Um And what I've been reading about is mental health experts have been suggesting 
that we create a five minute worry window each day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love the idea of that, mm-hmm. um, that I'm giving myself space to sit and worry. Right. And what's so beautiful about that is if I find myself worrying during the course of the day, I can say to myself, wait, I'm putting that on hold. I got my five window minute window coming up. That's when I can worry. That's right. And you can even make a little list. I'll worry about it during my worry window. Exactly. That's right. So what I would suggest to you is I'm not going to do a deep dive into this because there's so much information online. Yeah. Uh, You can just Google five minute worry window and you'll get all kinds of tips for that. But what I would like to do is just have you think about, could you do that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, because I know my tendency is when I start to worry, I get busy. Yeah. And then that's an over-functioning piece again, right? Because you're trying to address your worries. And to push it away. Yeah. Right? Or I, to try to fix the thing. Sure. Or the person. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that, that too. Ah, she caught me. Yes. <laughs> so uh, this five-minute worry break is to be scheduled during the day when you're well-rested. Mm. Do not do it before bed. Oh, good thinking. Okay. So yeah. do it when you're well-rested and you've got those five minutes and set the timer. Mm-hmm. So you're only allowing yourself this short time. Mm-hmm. And um, so that would be my life tip. I'm not going to flesh it out anymore yeah. because if people are interested, they can actually go and get the information. Well, this morning when I was waiting for you, um, I, I've been picking up crocheting, which a lot of people are picking up crocheting, knitting, different crafts. Sure. And I find it incredibly soothing because it's a little bit mindless and my hands are keeping busy. Well, as I was crocheting, I started to, because normally I crochet while watching TV, but I wasn't this morning. And I started to just kind of think about things that's on my mind and I started to pray. So each sort of like uh, pearl, whatever the, the thing is called, each stitch, I'm praying for something or right. someone. And it was so great. I felt so good about being able to kind of focus on what I need to pray for and give it to God. And I left that little experience, which was only for a few minutes because you were coming. Right. Feeling like, oh, that was pretty awesome. So it's almost like I used that window to pray instead of just worrying straight up. And, you know, thank you for that. That is such a healing thing too. And I've, we, we see in other cultures, you know, worry beads, mm-hmm. um, even the rosary as a way of yeah. praying through the day yeah. and using it as a prayer tool. Yeah. There is something about having something in your hands yeah, that tactile and feeling. processing yeah. at the same time. There's, I mean, maybe there's a kinesthetic connection. We can talk about it another time, mm-hmm. but there's something to that. So maybe it's washing the dishes. Maybe it's, you know, I don't know, polishing your jewelry, whatever mm-hmm. it might be that's kind of mindless with your hands, mm-hmm. but you allow yourself that time to worry or whatever you need yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Okay, well, thank you for listening to our brain fog episode. What? What were you saying? <laughs> What's the topic again? <laughs> oh, listeners, if you could only get a peek into oh, some of the... Oh, my goodness, the conversations. Inane conversations we have, you yes. would know how deep our brain fog exactly. is at times. Exactly. So just know you're not alone. Exactly. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Fully Lived Life podcast. We hope you found it encouraging and helpful. Be sure to follow or subscribe so that you never miss a new episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please help spread the word by sharing with your friends and family and posting on your social media. Thanks for listening and tune in to our next episode.